You are listening to ViewSource, conversations around WordPress and adjacent tech with hosts Ruba Ahmed and me, Brian Kortz. Ruba, are you fully updated to WordPress 6.4 as of the time of this recording? Yes, I quite literally just allowed the final update like on my own personal website right before this recording. Are you, a, are, are are you, you? like a fast updater or do you, do you like to give it a couple of days? I do update very quickly. In this case, I just got delayed by a lot of like things happening in my work life or else I would have already done it. Most of my other sites that are already on automatic updates are already all updated. My personal site isn't on auto updates because there's a couple of things on there that I like to double check before I let it update. Uh, but yeah, usually I just, I know there's always like some sort of fallout sometimes, always, but I just like to update immediately and be part of the testing of that too. So it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I don't ever feel bad on my personal site if it goes down. Like I no one like <laughs> no one's checking it. It's okay. I'll update. I love running the the latest update. I don't even care. Yeah. But yeah, for client sites, I think within a week, within like a two days. Like if there's a if there's any major issues, you find out quick and a day at yeah. the most, I think is fine. Yeah, that's fair. Um I think, yeah, with client sites, I'm a little more careful. I think I typically like to wait like a full week for yeah. client sites, especially the more complex ones that might have Whoa. a lot of plugin interactions too, right? So, but uh, but not more than that because I don't really like to run anything outdated for anyone. Yeah, I also think like if you're worried about updating and you are at that level of a website, then you might want to be a website who also tests beforehand or tests yes. on a separate branch. Like if you're even concerned that, oh, if my website goes down, I start losing a lot of money, you're probably in the, uh, you should be testing on a staging site category yeah. of WordPress websites. Definitely, yeah. And w WordPress updates and something should be a lot, you should be a lot more cognizant of them just in general if it is that core to your business, right? Yeah, and speaking of awareness to updates, WordPress 6.4, what do you think? What's your like big picture view of it? You know what? Uh, I really, really enjoy this release. I think that it's amazing that it's not just full of 7,000 million shiny new things, that it's more about making things stronger, but also innovating in really helpful and interesting ways, some of which we're, we are going to talk about today. So I, and it's also, you know, the second underrepresented release. So that's really cool too, but I'm a big fan of this release, like a really big fan of this release. <laughs> I feel like it's getting like, it just has like a warm, fuzzy feeling around it this time. Mm -hmm. Everybody seems to be very like happy with it. Uh, I think we both yeah. came with like our favorites that we're going to talk about, but yeah, I kind of agree. Like there is no big splashy feature, but features that were big and splashy like the command palette have gotten like just nice incremental improvements and like yes. the list view and the performance stuff i think like there's so much performance stuff server side a and lot. like kind of client side it's pretty crazy uh it there's just feels like really a good accessibility tweaks that have happened mm -hmm. that are really like you can see them and they've been a long time coming and they just make me so happy <laughs> yeah because there's gonna be I mean, I think the next big feature, I was just looking on the developer blog write-up where they were talking, they were showing all the tickets about like uh, the admin interface mm -hmm. becoming like, you know, 
Gutenbergified and they were showing that they're working through, you know, when you look at a list of your posts, what does that screen look like or a list of your pages and you can see they're working on it, the progress. And I think that's going to be like the next big, exciting thing. And it's nice to not have something like that right now and to just be yeah. like, oh, you just like made the things that are here feel a lot better. Yeah. And the whole fonts thing, the fonts manager was supposed to be part of this release. So I think that was like you, you and I have talked about yeah. that before where that was supposed to be like that big shiny feature, but honestly, it's okay that it's not part of this feature, this, this release. Like I think this is already a fantastic release. I am. Yeah. Like not everything has to be shiny in order to be pretty amazing. I think, I think I want to start with my pick for like my favorite thing because I do think it is yes. a shiny big thing and I think it's gotten a lot of positive feedback and stuff and I'm picking for my favorite thing, yeah. uh, definitely the new 2024 theme, core theme in WordPress. I mean, I think it's just, uh, it's just killer. I'm going to, I'm going to screen share it and I think we should talk about it. Yeah. And while you're getting the screen share set up, honestly, like it is shiny, but it's the kind of shiny that I would love to see more of, you know, it's taking what's possible and innovating on it in a way that shows the rest of the WordPress world, what, what we can do. And, you know, it's, it's one of, it's the first more interesting theme to come for as a default theme in a long while. I mean, we've had favorites, you know, there was a bird theme and that was kind of cool, but 2024, there's just something about it. You know, there's just something about it <laughs> there. Yeah, I think so. I pulled up my screen and as you can see, I'm on 2023's demo site uh, <laughs> first, which was like the court. And it's just the experience of when you install WordPress. And like, this is actually even better than what you actually get when you install WordPress, because this shows some posts. Normally it's that weird neon green button and like, yes, this, and just some blank text. It's like the most brutalist theme <laughs> that WordPress has ever had. <laughs> So I think yeah. that's part of the context shift is like this last year's core theme was just really bare bones and like really just kind of yeah. painful to look at. And then we'll and switch it got over a lot our tab. of criticism. Yeah. And, you know, I, it was, I think it made a good stance as like, we're giving you a blank slate and you could use it as a good starter theme if you wanted to, because it literally was just a blank slate with a bunch of style variations, but I don't know. That's not super helpful for a core theme and for your first impression yes. of installing WordPress if you're not a technical person versus Definitely. 2024. Yeah. So we're looking at 2024 on your screen now mm -hmm. and yeah, walk us through it. So this is like the demo site. It has a little bit more content, but I would say the kind of things I'll tell you my favorite things. Number one is I love a good serif font. I love how classy that looks. Yes. I think it's, and like, it's, it's hard to pick a good one. I think I actually really like what they have here and like the font combinations. Um, so I think that's a big part of it, but I think the other piece is that it came with patterns and it also is very, it's almost a little more opinionated where it's not like an empty blog. It's really meant for like somebody who wants to make like a portfolio or a small business website or a newsletter or something where that's like, a, you want a little bit more than just like an empty loop of blogs and I think that's yes. a fundamental shift to say, like, we're going to more aggressively make you a website versus a blog if you start with our mm -hmm. default theme. Yeah. And I mean, those are the personas they were working with, right? There was the entrepreneur's persona, the photographer persona, the blogger, and maybe one more if I'm, I 
don't know how to like remember those three. right now. Yeah. So everything was designed with those kind of personas in mind. And I think those are really great personas to focus on because those are the kind of people who are using WordPress and they make up a large part of the user base and a large part of the kinds of people that agencies are creating WordPress websites for, right? So I think that that paradigm shift is, I hope that it continues and it's not a one-off. Yeah, and I think, I've, I guess I like to think of WordPress core themes as more for the DIY crowd, like, you know, somebody who's going to spin up a new WordPress. And it just seems like, I think we all want WordPress to be the default when somebody says like, I'm going to start a Substack or I'm going to start a, a blog or I'm going to start like, it seems like you want them to be like, no, no, start with WordPress. Cause like WordPress is great for publishing content online and don't go into these like closed garden proprietary systems, like be open source. Mm -hmm. So the fact that like you can actually start with a theme and I'm like slowly just scrolling down cause I just wanted to see if there's anything else on this page, but the, you know, a theme yeah. that comes with like a lot of opinionated patterns, a lot of like default types of pages that are geared to specific audiences and not just like a blank slate. I don't know. It just feels a little bit more thoughtful. Definitely. It's definitely a lot more thoughtful. And I think that's a testament to the kinds of people that were involved in the creation of this theme, you know, Jessica, Rich, um, all these other fantastic people who, you know, I don't remember the names of, but have been involved. These are all really thoughtful people who think about the intersection of design and technology all the time. And when you get people like that and you put them together, turns out you get something pretty awesome out of it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to highlight on here. Um, I think the fact that it comes with a bunch of patterns, I think that's great. You know, I personally yeah. like, I'm not a huge fan of the like open pattern library that exists in WordPress. Um, so to Same. be able to say like, here's some curated patterns, here's some curated default like templates and things like that. Um, I actually didn't know it had style variations. Did, yeah, um, it does. Oh, wow. A few of them, yeah. And they're really nice, really clean, and I personally enjoy all of them, whereas some of the style variations we've seen with past themes come through are so funky that I could not imagine anyone using them except for, like, a kid who's experimenting with their first block, you know? So yeah. these feel clean and professional and usable and, well, thoughtful, honestly. it is. I think that is a really good word for this release for this theme it's a very thoughtful theme and yeah I mean, i'm even, all about the word thoughtful so i enjoy that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even just like the the basic landing like home page has like a call to action a big button a big picture uh those like three columns with like an icon and some text under it. like these are patterns that like Classic. they're yeah this is what a website looks like like this is what people expect when they open a website it's pretty yeah. normal stuff the fact that they actually include all of this um and the style variations, yeah, they have like a dark mode. They have like, you know, some kind of off colors, like a light green and a light blue and that kind of stuff. Yeah, those are really nice. Yeah. Like, I think that it hits that really great balance of being widely applicable and also trendy. Just just enough trendiness to feel current, you know, without being so trendy that it might look really dated really quickly. So. Yeah, which is, I think, how the core press themes normally should be which is like yeah just a tiny bit of an opinion but also like it shouldn't look weird when you load them up yeah so yeah well done well done theme team i think yes stand out we love it that's that's kind of my pick what about 100%. you what's what's your like big feature you want to talk about 
So I'm not going to lie. I knew almost right away when we talked about this that this would be what you picked. So I <laughs> knew not to pick not this. Not to pick it. So what I really like is a really small feature that I think everyone has wanted and thought of at some point while working in the block editor. When you start getting really complex in the block editor, you find yourself making a lot of groups. And so you open the list view to be able to navigate all these groups and be able to navigate through all the different blocks you have. And it's just, you know, group, 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 group. Oh, look, more group, 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 group. And now we have the ability to rename those groups. So do you want to pop into the editor for a second? Yeah. So I made a new post on literally, we're just in my live, like <laughs> my live WordPress site. <laughs> so I am. Um, Brian's live <laughs> experimental ground. <laughs> I I honestly like, I, I find it fun to mess around with a live site because that's a little pressure to you. Like you're like, oh, I don't want to screw this up. Uh, and like even though there's no pressure, I, I am going to apologize. Like I just, these little, I'm, I'm ready for these little meta boxes along the bottom of the screen, the like Yoast SEO and stuff. Away. Like they need to go, we need to be done with these. Like, please get rid of these yeah. little drawers down here. Uh, yes. <clears throat> solve that problem. Okay. So I made a couple groups, uh, so that we would have something to mess around with here. Yeah. So, okay. So you have, it says Brian, all about me, and then it has an, a social social icon, and then the Aruba, all about you, social icon. And each of these is a row, which we can see that's open in the list view. So now what you can do is you can click on one of these rows. So a row is also a group, and a group yeah. is also a group. And then you can click on the kebab icon, the three dots, and then you mm -hmm. can choose rename. And you can name it mm -hmm. and give it a contextual name for whatever you put in here. And this makes coming back and editing and being mm -hmm. in the zone with more complex documents so good. And the ability to rename headings and other blocks is also coming in the next release. So this is okay. just the beginning. And so eventually we're going to be able to rename pretty much anything we want. And I love that because this is a productivity uh, improvement mm. that is going to benefit everyone. You know? Oh, I see. So I can't rename every block. I can just rename groups and like that's group right for now variations. What about columns? Probably no, just groups. Jeez. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's coming. So this was like the first one, right? Because right now it is still like it makes sense because that is the block that we most often see uh, in more complex documents. So that you can rename that now. But they're already experimenting. It's already part of the Gutenberg plugin. So I can we can expect, I think, pretty confidently that in 6.5, we'll have okay. the ability to rename a lot more, if not all. Yeah. I added a cover block and I wanted to see if like, because that's the other one. I would say there's like groups, columns, and cover that I, I think, do they, I don't know, do they actually go under the layout? There's like a layout uh, section of blocks, right? Or am I wrong? No. No. Where do you put like, where do they put all that stuff? Design. It's that's a the, design. There's yeah, a design. Cover section. is not in there. Oh, interesting. I guess I think of it cover as like a container. Up. Like I think so do I. Like containers. Yeah. I agree. Cover is definitely a container to me too. And something actually new that I discovered is that when you have an image, so do you want to add an image to okay. the document? Yeah. What, um, like from OpenVerse or just a regular image? Yeah, let's just do OpenVerse. That's yeah, you don't want to see what's in my from. media library, right? <laughs> All those experiments, my goodness. <laughs> so uh, right. Brian's got the 
hit the he hit the big plus icon at the corner and then he hit media and then there's an option for an open verse there and when you click on that mm-hmm. a little sidebar opens up where you can search and see open verse images which then theoretically when you click on it it should add it to your document and then download it to your upload up to your media library so that you just have it for yourself to use yeah right? and there's actually like a lot of hosts mess with this so like if you use like GoDaddy, or if you use like Jetpack or WordPress.com, they'll add like Pexels or like your mm. Google Photos and your Google account. Like, there's all these ways where you can like pull in other media, and uh, I think that's like a place that more attention could go. Like, my daughter was setting up a blog and she wanted to put a bunch of pictures from our like iPhone library, and I'm like teaching her how to do it, but it's you know she's got a drag and drop. Like, it was like definitely not yeah. super intuitive, but like I love this idea that this media panel is I think one day going to be much more intuitive for people to like get their media from, I don't know, from a Lightroom or something like that, you know? That would be awesome. Agreed. All right. What am I searching for? Give me an image idea. Um, Let's just see what we get mountains. from the open verse. I'm a mountains person. Okay. We like these right, mountains. That second one, that second one is Lake Moraine. It's uh, in here in Calgary near ba- in Bath. <laughs> okay. So I pick, I click it and it actually just sits it right into my, uh, yeah, wherever your cursor was. Yeah. Yeah. And it even gives it a caption right there. And Ooh. one of the I think things I know that... what you're gonna show us. I think I <laughs> I think I guess. I think I figured it out. Okay. So there's a couple of things. But like the first thing is because we were looking at the cover, I learned literally today, and I, I think this has already existed, but in the toolbar there's that little A icon. And when mm-hmm. you click that A icon, it turns into a cover block with that image. Oh, that's what that does. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. We, I've never thought about what it does because I never needed to. And then today I clicked it and I'm like, okay, that's kind of handy. And if you have a caption, it immediately puts that caption as text in Ooh. there. Okay. Okay. And, and then if I you want like, to turn it back, put the yeah. caption like down low and like get rid of some of that opacity or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, the connection between the image block and the cover block is a lot tighter than I realized. And that's really nice. And you can turn it back into it by just clicking on the icon exactly and transforming it back into the image. But the other really cool thing. Yeah. The other really cool thing that happened in this one that you and I both are really excited about is the light box feature. Oh, wait, I thought you were going to show one other feature. Which one? The one, this one. Oh, yes, this. Yes, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. Can you open the list view? I should say. I opened the list view and in the list view where you see your image block, there's now like a little tiny thumbnail of it and you can see what image it is. Um, yes. I had totally like, meant, meant to mention that too. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, I was doing galleries. My daughter was updating her WordPress site and doing like photo galleries from Halloween and stuff. And we were like dealing with it. Uh, I think we did find a bug where like, if you try to drag an image into a gallery, it kind of formats it a little funky, but we were mm-hmm. using that so she could like rearrange them, put captions on them, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's handy, handy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like seeing these kinds of things, ability to rename a block, seeing a little preview of an image, like making list view more functional, more powerful. That's, it's a huge productivity win. And it's a, it's a paradigm from which I would like to see more improvements. You know, how can we make not new shiny features, but how can we introduce features that increase the productivity within the block editor and make it less clunky to work with when it gets more complex because it gets complex really fast. Yeah. Especially if you are using it like, you know, to build a landing page, it's, it's 
it's kind of like you're like old school making a Photoshop file with like layers and groups yeah. and things like that. And you ever yeah. get that file from somebody where it's like, here's my website and they didn't group or layer anything at all or label or anything. Yes. And you're just like, come on. Nightmare. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, you brought up my feature I was very excited about, which is the light yeah. box. I'm going to jump back over to the 6.4, uh, release page, which I, let me close my like inspector tools. This is, I'm going to switch browser tabs to WordPress 6.4 has like a kind of a landing page, like advertising all of its features. It's actually really nice. Um, it looks pretty cool. And they demo this Lightbox feature that came into WordPress where, when, wherever an image is on a page, you can click on it and it expands like, and actually expands from its position to fill up mm. the screen. And if there's more than one, I think you can carousel through them usually, right? No. Maybe not? No? Not yet. Okay. But, uh, I mean, it's just one of those features that's just so much, it's like, just needed to be in core, I think. Yeah, I think there's a few other things like that, too. But it's really exciting to see it. And it's, like, the first real, like, shipped version of something using the, the new interactive API, right? So it's really cool to see it in play. And hopefully, you know, it's going to encourage a lot more people to play with that API and to do these kinds of really nice, funky things, right? In in core, in 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 blocks, you know. Show it's it's like one of those things that's really showing what can be, what can be done, and not just saying, "Here, here's a really cool API, go forth and explore." No, here's a really cool API, and here's an example of something actually super useful and super handy that you can now do with this so that you don't have to go to a third party for it. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, speaking about the interactivity API, it's like this, the concept is a bit like building front-end JavaScript for your blocks. Like, you know, you build your blocks in React on the back-end, but when they load on the front-end, they could be static, but sometimes you want that JavaScript JavaScript interactivity. And sometimes yeah. you want it at a level where <clears throat> blocks are like talking to other blocks where they're aware of everything the way that you have when you're in React. And like, that's, mm -hmm. I guess, the bigger picture of it. I feel like we should link to, I don't know if you saw, there was like a tweet from Seth who does crazy cool things with WordPress. And he wrote like a essay tweet explaining why you would want to use the interactivity API. And I think we should link it in the show notes because it really yes. does a good job of explaining why, why this is going to be a really important thing. Okay, so I'm back on the back end of my WordPress website. I'm in the post editor, editing that post we were just looking at and looking at that image block that we added directly from Openverse. Um, we clicked an image, we added it from Openverse and we were going to demo the fact that you can use the light box. And so we yeah. come over to the sidebar inspector you know, panel, scroll down to where you can enable the light box on an image, the expand to click. And it's grayed out and it will not let us click it. Yeah. And what? we were just like, why is this happening? And I thought maybe it's my local installation that's being weird or maybe Openverse didn't download it to the media library and then Brian tried it and we were just like, what's going on? Yeah, so it has a little text under it where it says expand on click, scales the image up and can't be combined with a link, which makes sense, right? If if the image is a link and you want to click on it to like go to another piece of content, it makes sense that you couldn't also make it a light box because you can't have two actions tied to the link. Right. But it's not Except, a link. <laughs> yeah. When you look at the image and the toolbar is there, when you have a link on, it actually has like a link state that lets you know it's an indicator that this image has a link in it. 
But if you click on that link button even now, you can see there's no link there. So However, this is what we did. Yeah. So I'm going to link just a little, uh, uh, put a little hashtag in there to link. Okay. So now it's a link and let's, uh, click out of there. Okay. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, it doesn't change. Oh, it, it doesn't change. But it says That's edit odd. link instead of insert link. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was thinking the same thing, like in a paragraph, it turns like kind of dark, right? Yeah. So that could be also a bug that we could talk about. Maybe I we're going to have to report two issues. <laughs> I know. I want to like. Unless we're wrong about that, but I feel like when you make something a link, right? If I make something, yeah, yeah, you get the unlink icon, the dash yes. icon. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so let's go to our image block. I made it a link. Now let's unlink it, and, and then not magically, make it a link yeah, <laughs> our expand to click works. Yes. So there's something happening when something gets added through Openverse where mm -hmm. it thinks it's linked, even though it's not linked. Okay. So we should file a bug, right? Yes. Let's file a bug live right here on the recording in the Gutenberg repository because this needs to be reported. <laughs> okay. So since I'm screen sharing, I will open up uh, WordPress slash Gutenberg. And should we look for an issue first? Yes. So whenever you want to report a bug, someone may have, you know, beat you to it. So you want to make sure that you search for at least the component. So in this case, like maybe Lightbox. Yeah. And you want to check for the open issues and see if something like that is already in there. So we searched and now we're looking through the list of issues and we've already hit October in terms of the Lightbox. And I oh, don't yeah. think we've seen anything around it yet nope i don't see anything connect with overall linking behavior to ensure proper you it could be related to that i yeah, mean I'll... that might be the place to link to after you create the issue yeah we could go in there and reference it mm -hmm. yeah and then there's a tracking issue overall for the light box which might have lists of other things they're working on for it right yeah, so tracking issues are really helpful because some, they do try to do their best to put all the issues, related issues in there. So you can often go in there um, and see what the activity is. Okay, so we should make a new issue, right? Because uh, yes. I don't have anything open in here. V2, yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do it. New issue. Okay. Yeah. And Bug when you report. go new issue in the... Gutenberg repository. There's a lot of different templates for different kinds of things you can report. And like Brian just said, there is a bug report template that you can use. That you All have right. to use. Okay. This is my first time opening an issue. That's interesting. Yeah, mm. I guess maybe. I think I've just opened pull requests <laughs> without making an issue. Uh, <laughs> okay. What should we call this one? Uh, so lightbox colon since that seems to be how they're trying it, starting it. Mm -hmm. um, Let's say, uh, the like, what do you call this? The expand on click uh, toggle. toggle control? Yeah. yeah. Toggle control. Grayed out or disabled, yeah. Disabled on Openverse images. Okay. So now we got to write like a little story, right, of what happened. Oh, this yes. is nice. Like the, it's like a little form. I. Yeah. You don't see these as often. 
Yeah, the form is really, really nice. So there's like an area where you put a description, then step-by-step instructions. You can add screenshots, screen recordings. So it might actually be helpful for us to take part of our recording and pop it in there afterwards, later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they try to make it really helpful so that you're able to help them figure out what it's what's going on so they can help you by fixing the issue a few minutes later all right so we filled it out and it's a really nice handy form we even put in a recording of reproducing the bug and then how we fixed the bug so that it's really helpful for anyone who's seeing it things like that are really important because sometimes the people who are building this thing they'll see things in your recordings and screenshot that you don't notice or you don't realize. And so it's really helpful to add that if you can, because it's going to expedite their understanding of it. Yeah, it's it's really hard to report a bug in a way that, you know, like makes it make sense and also makes sure like you can, like it has to be reproducible. It has to be like clearly outlined. It's just, if you don't do that, you know, no one's going to want to help you. No one's going to want to dig into it. They're not going to know where to start. It's going to be, you know, putting too much work on them. Um, and it's yeah. hard because sometimes you're like, well, I found a bug. Like, why do I have to do all this work? But like, if you want it fixed, you know, imagine if that person was your client or your customer, how would you want them to give something to you? You'd want them to give you screenshots and steps of how they reproduced and examples and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's kind of important and it's definitely a a way to you know, advocate for your issue uh, more strongly by just being more uh, communicative. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Am I ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's submit this issue. Okay. All right. And then what's great is I'm on the triage team. So what I can do is I can go in on my end and we should be able to see this on your screen as it happens. And I should be able to tag it with the block uh the core image block so that it's helpful for anyone who's uh filtering by that and i'm also gonna because i'm able to reproduce this on my end i'm gonna go ahead and comment and say yep there we go so now if we go to the bottom we'll you'll see that i've also chimed in and said that i'm able to reproduce this using these steps on a clean install and the more people who are able to reproduce it the more people who bring visibility to it the likely the more likely it is that it's going to get fixed quicker and get the right people's eyes on it and what do you think i mean this is sometimes where i get a little confused or not sure is the issue is with Gutenberg, right? So I file it in Gutenberg, but it's also an issue with core. And I also didn't install the Gutenberg plugin to see if it's still an issue when running the plugin. Do you think, how do you approach that when you're doing an issue? Like, do you also install the Gutenberg plugin and like kind of see if it's fixed there? What do you, like, how do you think about that? So I sometimes do, usually if I find the issue and then I find that it's closed. So I guess we never did that. We didn't look at any closed issues that might have pointed this out, but sometimes I will do that and see if there's a closed issue. And if so, then I'll test it with the Gutenberg plugin. And then in that issue, I'll go in and I'll comment and say, Hey, uh, with the Gutenberg plugin, I can confirm this is fixed, but we still see this issue in this version of core. But when you have a new release, or just in general, you are able to, and I would say that if there's a block editor issue and it's even without the Gutenberg plugin, you go ahead and report it. If it's something that's already known or something else, it'll get closed and they'll confirm it. But if not, 
just it's better that you do it than to not do it at all, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's better to at least put it out there um, as much as you can. And if worst case, somebody comes in and says, actually, we already have this here, then that's just good because all you did was raise more attention to it. And maybe that person was like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about this. And and maybe I'll work on that this week. Like it's even though your issue got closed, the fact that now you can watch this other issue and you can see the progress and you kind of brought it back up. I mean, I think it all helps to build, you know, a larger picture. But overall, WordPress 6.4, how do we feel, apart from our bug that we found, uh, <laughs> feel like um, a pretty exciting step forward, right? Yeah. You know, I would love to see more releases like this that are about performance, about cleaning things up and innovating in a way that isn't just about the latest new shiny object, you know? Um, like, and seeing such great theme work that shows off WordPress's current abilities in a really nice, applicable fashion. So I'm really happy with this release. I think it's one of the best I've seen in a while. Yeah. So good job, WordPress core, and, uh, good job us reporting a bug that, um, (laughs) hopefully will get resolved. Yes. All right. Well, I'm so happy that we got to explore this together. And uh, this was our little break from taking doing a series. And next episode, we'll be back with a brand new series comparing WordPress to another kind of technology. Are you excited for that, Brian? Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Uh, we Our last series, we went through Laravel, and that was really fun. But there's so many other things that I'm excited to see WordPress against another framework. Yeah. Should be cool. So I'll see you next time. All right. See you then. Visit viewsource.fm for the show notes. And if you're enjoying the show, we would love a review on iTunes or a comment on YouTube.